one. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of V2 Sports. And on this episode, we're going to be recapping the South Carolina signing class. And with the South Carolina signing class, this is my personal opinion, but if you switch out Nicholas Harbor for an elite quarterback, it's basically Tennessee's class. So we're going to be going over this class today. And the first player is the aforementioned Nicholas Harbor. What are y'all? What is everybody's thoughts and opinions on elite athlete Nicholas Harbor? I mean, uh, he's insanely fast. One of the fastest athletes in the entire class, if not the fastest. It's him and Zachariah Branch. It, it's either it, it's very close between the two. So Nicholas Harbor is progressing as a receiver, and once you have like a six five two forty, he's not two twenty five. Uh, like it says, uh, it says it on twenty four seven, he's more around two forty. And uh, like on campus right now, he's more around 240. And uh, having a 6'5", 240 wide receiver, that's a matchup nightmare. Even if uh, that, that's just an insane, like uh, versus a 6'1", 6'2", type DB in the SEC, you have a 6'5", 240 guy running 26 miles an hour at, at the least. Well, I mean, uh, he has more potential than that because he's an Olympic type athlete. I mean, just imagine what he can do when he's fully progressed. I mean, like Jackson just did say it there when he's fully progressed, he still has to work on hands, route running, release, all the typical stuff that receivers need to do. But he yeah. also has a fight in the backfield or running H back like concepts. And for those of y'all that don't know, H back is kind of like a tight end type player that lines up sort of behind the line of scrimmage and more of fullback positions that goes out on routes. So he can really thrive in those roles early as he's developing into becoming a wide receiver. I don't think his hands were that much of an issue, but I think the main issue of the entire offseason is what he had to work on is his route running. Yeah, His route running is what he needs to work on. And that's what he's been working on. He's been working with some NFL receivers over the offseason to try and build it. And yeah, we'll just see what happens when he gets to campus. Like, well, my main thing for him... With his size and speed, it's not really even the route running; it's the release. Because for sure, bigger bigger corners will still be able to get up under Harbor and press him and mess up his mess up him getting off the ball. So that can still be an issue. But if he can master that release, even if he has average route running, that's still a freakish type wide receiver. Like you, you saw a guy like DK Metcalf, who's built. They're not built the same, but they're built very similarly. In his first few games at Ole Miss, he really struggled releasing when he was playing, but after he really hammered that home and really worked on his release, he turned into that elite number two NFL wide receiver. The great thing is South Carolina has a lot of depth at the receiver position this year, so if they wanted, they're not going to because of his like speed. His speed makes him an instant threat, but if they wanted to, they could let him just like sit and learn for the first couple of weeks and then put him out like later in the season when you really need him in those key games. But like you could do that because of the depth they have. And I think you could do a lot with Nicholas Harper. He's still young. He's only a freshman and there's so much like unseen potential with him. All right. So you mentioned the receiver room. What is Vakari Swain going to be playing at South Carolina? Uh, Vakari Swain isn't playing receiver at South Carolina. So he's only played DB. He's an insane wide receiver. Don't get me wrong. His hands are really nice. Uh, Step wanted to, uh, Justin Step, the wide receiver coach, wanted him at wide receiver. But overall, Torian Gray wants him at DB. He's a phenomenal, uh, uh, he progresses as a DB. Uh, even Deion Sanders wanted him. Uh, so is, it, him is he going to be on the outside back. or at safety? Uh, he's going to be playing. Uh, they they want him at outside. They they want him at corner. They, they want him at uh 
they really like what he does at, at corner. Even uh, this was a huge recruiting win over Colorado because they had him over for a lot of visits and to actually get him. A lot of people thought he was a signing flip, but he had, he's a really good ball hawk. And uh, he, he he was good at receiver. He was good at corner. He, he was good at wherever you put him uh, out of uh, Carrollton, Georgia. Uh, but I truly think he's going to be a really good defensive back. And I think uh, not this year. I think this year is another guy's spot, which is Jalen Kilgore. But I think as soon as like Swain progresses to where he needs to be, I think he's going to be a really good corner. So like what this, what Swain, if y'all are playing Swain at corner, if you can find another lockdown, they could, it could really be a kind of like a Byron Jones, Xavier and Howard on the Dolphins type duo where you have Byron Jones on one side, just locking everybody down forcing you to throw it to Xavier Howard's side, who's really just a ball hawk and can rack up interception numbers. So yeah, well, I, it's I interesting really like to see how much, how much Wayne can progress at outside corner. His hands and ball tracking ability is very good. And that translates into be, being a good outside corner. But when, in his film at central high school, he really took a lot of risk when he was outside at corner and teams mm-hmm. weren't scared to throw at him because he wasn't overall the greatest in coverage, but his ball hawking ability really made up for that. Yeah. Once he gets, uh, he's going to be playing uh, a lot of like, they, they want to see him at a lot of places, but mainly uh, want to see him progress at corner. So when he gets like fully ready, I don't think he'll be fully there this season, but I think next season is the season where you really need to look at Vakari where he, where so he you will really get there. So you mentioned Jalen Kilgore. Is he going to be playing corner in South Carolina? Oh yeah, he's he's playing slot. He, he uh, he's playing uh, slot corner. He's playing either. Uh, they're either putting him. They're switching him and DQ out in packages because uh, both of them play similar positions where they can play both. It's in, really just uh, a matchup thing. Yeah, uh, who's the other team slot? Who's the other teams outside? Yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, Kilgore is one of my probably my favorite recruit in the class, not named Nick or uh grace or uh, pup howard and uh kilgore is a he's phenomenal on defense he was a huge recruiting win uh over clemson because it, keep in mind clemson doesn't just offer anybody they're they're really good at recruiting like highly rated defenders and getting him over clemson especially when georgia Cle- clemson more dominates in recruiting so getting him was a really nice get and kilgore is a tremendous athlete and i think he's going to be a really good player well, I've actually seen Kilgore play live. Putnam County is two counties over from uh, Athens. And so this was a big get from Georgia's backyard. He can really play anywhere in the secondary. Jackson kind of mentioned it earlier when I asked him about if he was going to switch him in between slot and outside corner. I liked him projecting at free safety, but if he kind of plays that nickelback, dimeback role in his first year, that makes a lot of sense too. Teams really didn't throw at Kilgore though, so we'll see. I we'll see like how fundamentally there he is year one at South Carolina, but is a guy with all the traits to be able to translate and develop into a big time starting defensive back. Yeah. So now we're going to move on to some more lineman type guys with, I'm going to need you to help me pronounce Desmond's last name. Uh, Desmond Umazulu. Yes. The edge rusher from Maryland. Uh, oh, He's yeah. six, six, two forty. He looks about – he's listed at 239, but he looks on film like he's closer to 250. Yeah. 
Uh, Umazulu, he's a really talented guy. Uh, getting him over Ohio State was pretty good. Ohio State, uh, originally, he wasn't a take, but over time, they were really interested in him, and they really wanted him, like, towards the, uh, towards before, like, uh, like two towards to Towards the end of the cycle. Before, yeah, yeah. Tor- tor- towards the end of the cycle, they really wanted him and really wanted to flip him. And Umazulu, like, him in camps, him in, on film, he really looks like he, he, the entire work of the offseason is like progressing him because Give right him now, Desmond, yeah, right now, Umazulu is South Carolina's future at defensive end. And uh, he, he's really talented. We, we've seen it on film. We've seen it. Uh, we've heard about it. We all know how talented. And the fact that he's an Ohio State take shows how talented he is. Getting, getting this guy and main, maintaining that he, like signs, this this was a really nice get, especially for potential. <sighs> but yeah, that that's my thoughts on it. I think he's going to get a little bit of play time this year. But he's really, as I said for uh, Swain, it's going to be like a little bit of play time this year. But like next year is when you're looking at potential breakout. You know what I'm saying? I do. So the theme here so far has been very raw athletes at at multiple different high value positions so another guy that i think is kind of raw but i'm interested to see your thoughts on it is xavier mcleod an in-state recruiting win at defensive line i think mcleod i think i think he was a really uh he's a really talented guy but i don't think he's like all the way fully progressed yet i i think it's going to take a little bit of time to get him that's what i'm trying to say very yeah yeah it's going to take him a little time probably i think honestly i it might be a bad take uh he he went from uh he he won Mr. Football, I'm pretty sure, in South Carolina over uh, Lenore Sellers and that running back that went to Clemson. And he, he was really good at, in high school, but he wasn't like fully progressed. And I think uh, he's kind of a little bit overrated. But when he gets there, he'll be like that dominant. It'll it'll just take a little bit longer than like need to be like it'll take like two years. Uh, it, it, it'll take a good two years for him. Like, I don't think he'll be like uh, instant impact, especially I think. Uh, he he'll he'll play interior more than uh he'll he'll play interior and i think south carolina has more depth in the interior than they do at edge and i think it's going to take a little bit of time just to even see the field but he'll he'll get there eventually so continuing on with the theme of very raw players at high value positions we've talked about safeties wide receivers edge rushers defensive linemen but this guy me and jackson have very conflicting opinions on we're no, pretty so- much on point with everybody else in this class, except for Lenore Sellers, a quarterback okay. from South Carolina. I, I do agree. Now, okay, let me say this. I have issues with his hips. I have issues with how he throws the ball in his footwork. I have issues with his accuracy. I have issues with how he reads the defense. But his pure athleticism could work out at South Carolina. And I say this very if you like, because he and his and his arm strength, because I've what was that? He had a 60-yard throw off his back foot. Now, one, that ball is probably getting picked in SEC competition just because you can't throw the ball up off your back foot in the SEC and expect it to go well. But it does show the arm strength is there because when you're throwing off your back foot, you decrease your ability to throw the ball with velocity and power. So the fact that he was still able to get that ball there was very impressive. So if South Carolina can hone in working on his – footwork working on his hips working just making him more consistently accurate player 
and then they set him up with a bunch of easy first reads on the offensive side, on the offensive scheming side of the ball. He could probably work out for South Carolina. Yeah, uh, what I think about Lenora Sellers, I, I wasn't really serious on my last on the last episode and on the last like couple things about Lenoris. I, I agree with Will on a lot of things with Lenoris, but I he thinks he's a two year project. I I think he's a one year project because of. I, what I've heard about him is he's really worked on the footwork and he's really worked on his hips. Yes. And uh, his throwing motion is throw, everything to do with throwing. He's worked on uh, the real, th- the real thing I think is it's going to take a little bit of time for him to get ready and actually be able to read a defense. Because I think, I think this is what you're looking at. You're looking at a Jalen hurts where it's like easy reads. It, it's going to take uh like it took Jalen hurts a long time to be fully ready. But I think like, it's going to be like a Jalen Hurts situation where uh, they're going to run like easier reads to get him like, uh, like easy yards. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you you just yeah. said it. But like, it's going to be easy reads so he could like build his confidence up. And over time, I think he will be that guy. But with the weapons potential at South Carolina, I think it. I think next year will be pretty good. But I think we're looking at like I I think after this season, sitting a year under Rattler is really good for him. I think Rattler's uh, uh, Rattler has a lot of like key features that he can learn from and uh, benefit from. Dewell Loggins, he's running a simple offense, and I think uh, Lenora Sellers not this year. Uh, he'll be a backup this year, but I think next year is when you're really looking at him being a big time threat in the SEC. So one way to help a quarterback that doesn't have it all there in terms of progressions and being able to read a defense is being able to run the ball. A guy named Dontavious Braswell was a guy that a bunch of big programs started looking at late in the cycle due to it being a kind of weaker running back class outside of about the top six guys. So what are your thoughts on Dontavious Braswell from Washington County? Uh, Dontavious Braswell, he's a really talented guy. And I think this is his, uh, like, I think this is a year where he will redshirt. I I know South Carolina has weak running back depth this year, but I think, uh, South Carolina, I think South Carolina has a good three backs that uh, not are better than Braswell, but I think uh, Braswell, this is the, his time to sit and learn because he's not fu- he's not fully going to be ready. He has the talent. I think he could probably be over Juju McDowell, who Juju is talented, but I think Braswell has potential to be over him and be a quality back, but I don't think he's going to be there this year. I think he's going to be there like probably... I'm not going to say two years. I'm going to say probably one year. I know I'm saying one year for everybody. I don't want to be the same old, same old, but it's going to be a project build. He's he's good. Don't get me wrong. Braswell is really good, but I don't think he'll be that instantly, especially with, I think, a breakout candidate and to carry on joiner at running back. Then you have behind him the guy you got from the D2, the, uh, D2 school, who's Mario Anderson, who's a pretty good power back with uh, good speed. And I think he's not really going to see the field this year, not because he's bad or anything, just because of like, I I don't think he's proven himself enough to see the field yet because he's only a freshman. I think this is a perfect year to redshirt him, let him learn the playbook and everything. And then next year is a perfect year for him, especially when Juju McDowell and the carry on joiner. Well, Juju McDowell leaves probably. To carry on Joyner leaves for sure, and then Mario Anderson leaves for, for sure. So it's either Juju who might come back or Braswell's job. Honestly, I'm gonna right. step in here so. real quick because I look he disagree with Jackson on this point and the fact that seeing that um Dontavious is gonna see no playing time. Because frankly, I in my opinion, I've noticed a lot of more SCC teams whenever they've had a freshman that they're not wanting to put in the backfield. 
what they'll do is just move him to kick returner. And I think one of Dontavious' main skill set or skills in general is his playmaking ability because there have been many times where his offensive line is absolutely sold and looked yeah. horrendous, and yet he still went out and made a play. There was one play specifically in this highlight reel I watched a few days ago where the entire offensive line looked like they just fell down and maybe three or four defensive linemen plus a linebacker were in the backfield. And even though the competition wasn't great, he still evaded all pressure and ended up scoring six with that. And that's where you put him at kick returner. Because the reason I don't see him being a kick returner or a punt returner is because South Carolina's depth at there. They they had the number one special teams unit last season and return almost everybody. I mean, uh, you have Xavier Leggett, who was great at kick returner. You saw the kick return versus Texas AM. He was phenomenal. Then you have to add on uh not just uh him not just Braswell, but you have to add Swain, you have to add Henderson, and don't forget Eddie Lewis, who is I Eddie personally Lewis. think that he's better than Swain in that department. He, he yeah, he might be, no, but I, 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 I he's not better than Eddie Lewis in that department. And Eddie Lewis was an all well, conference. Yeah, that's where I say like how good he is turner. if no one blocks for him. Yeah. Mark, yeah. So I, I let's think, talk about a few offensive linemen here. Oh, Marky Anderson is a guy that I think Jackson's going to like a lot. I love Marky. But when you just look at his level, the level of competition he was going against, it wasn't as high as you would like to see for a blue chip prospect to be going against. I mean, I'm not going to count the guy out. He still has the size. He looks like he has the power. Again, when you're going against 210 pound white guys, it's hard to tell. But he looks like he has the size. He looks like he has the power. My only worry is technique and does he hold up against the higher competition play? Didn't he play a lot of uh like you know, you know, uh when I watched his film, he played a lot of like you you know what I'm talking about where he played like kind of a blocker in the backfield or like a tackle. Yeah, like, he, that's that's the H back role I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know he a like lot that of H back. Like that, and you have to realize that he's not mainly that, and due to injury, he had to play tackle uh, due to injuries and a lot of things. But all in all, he progresses as a guard in the SEC level, and he's uh, really stepped up. Uh, what people are saying, he's really like looked good at the uh, offensive line position. Everybody's projected him as like a starter at a right or left guard. And I think he's uh, really, really good to pair on the other side of Vershawn Lee at left guard. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be the right guard, starting right guard. And I think he's going to be really good this year. He, probably not like well, I mean, as good as people expect. Up in competition. Yeah, uh, he he played a little bit of weak competition, but I weak still think he has nice the power word. and the talent. He still has the talent, and it's hard. To- I'm sorry, Jackson. Like it's hard to judge a player like this. Well, I mean, like other than yeah, the fact that build wise, he's ridiculous because he's six four three twenty. But when you go and look at my, my main issue with it is not even the competition itself, but it's the lines you'd play because there are a lot of times where he'd only play a three man rush, which I don't already understand to begin with, considering most teams should account for what that line that he had next to him was. But regardless, when you're not only playing weaker competition, but you're also playing a three you know a three four it's a lot easier yeah. to look good so i'm not going to discredit that i'm just going to say that it's difficult to judge a player so really you just kind of have to go off intangibles and the two things that i've seen most from him are first fast hands and two being able to block a little downfield because there are multiple plays where they'll have motioned guards and they'll have them come up field and block say like a linebacker or something and he low-key can move 
he, he can move a little bit faster than most linemen. Twenty pound linemen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's a rare quality, but ultimately, it's an important one, especially in the SEC, where you're going to have to be, you know, not just a one trick pony. Yeah. So, I I think potential wise, it's there, but we just can't judge just yet. Yeah. Well, here's an offensive lineman I'm higher on. I guess I'm going to completely butcher this guy's name, but he's the offensive tackle out of Maryland. It's Tree. Just call him Tree. Just call him Tree. That's what he goes by. He goes by Tree. Do you know how to pronounce his name? Uh, Alawutosin Bobolade. It's Tree Bobolade. I I don't know. Sir, if you're listening, I'm sorry we butchered your name. We're so sorry. (laughs) But you did play a higher level competition than than Anderson did, so I automatically like you more. I bubbly sure, is a guy. I'm concerned really about your footwork, but that's easily fixable. Also, look up kick slides on YouTube. It'll help out your game. Yeah, uh, with with Tree, uh, he's a lot. He's a big talent. Like eh, a lot of teams were pretty interested in, like North Carolina and North Car- North Carolina, Ohio State. Uh, they have really good o- offensive lines, uh, like uh, coaches and stuff, and they really were interested in him. Tree Tree is a big talent. He needs a little bit of work, and uh, he just got on campus lately. Uh, he he wasn't an early like on campus guy, so I don't I, I haven't heard too much on him. But he could be a left tackle uh, replacement. There's a your left tackle is out for the season. He could run that if he has to, but that would just be they just had to like double on his, his progression, which I don't think they'll do. I think they're gonna run. I think they're going to run a little bit of it, but I I, I think he'll see a, a lot of the field this year. Uh, the offensive lineman I feel pretty highly on uh, is him, but I, I think it's really going to take a little bit of time to get him fully ready. It, he'll he'll see the field a lot this year, though. I feel like you should have decent expectations when his nickname is literally Tree. <laughs> I yeah, I think he, I think he's going to be pretty good. So another guy at offensive line, Trevon Bow. Oh, th- he's from Pace is- Academy, Georgia. Again, played a much higher level of competition yep. than 100%. Anderson did. But Jackson, I'm interested to see your thoughts on this guy. Uh, I think Ball is a good talent. I think he'll. Uh, I, I, we even had him on uh, this podcast. We had him on V2, and he, he's a great guy. I love, I love uh, Trovon's film. But he, he got recruited by Arkansas and Auburn. But all in all, I don't think he's going to be like. I I he was in uh Georgia 4A I'm pretty sure. I I don't know uh, I I'm almost 100% sure of that. I think uh he's not going to be like that guy this year. I think as I said for most guys, I think it'll be next year when he truly sees the field a lot because I think uh I truly think uh Marquis better, but uh, who knows? He could uh absolutely show out in the uh spring uh, in the summer. It, you know what I'm saying? He could absolutely show out and prove me wrong, but I don't think I don't think he's going to be like a starter or probably the two deep this year. I think he's going to be. I think that's going to be next year when he truly when we truly see his potential. This could and be needs- my bias towards the Buckhead Sandy Springs area, but I feel like Ball is a sleeper offensive lineman waiting to happen. When you yeah. look at the amount of team, like you typically don't see a three star who has 41 offers. With colleges like Arkansas, Auburn, Florida State, um, LSU, Miami. Like, this is a guy who, competition wise, he played at 
close to the best level you possibly can because like yeah. you got your states of texas and georgia and california and i would argue that in his specific area of like that you know downtown atlanta area with pace and um woodward and such that it's pretty good comp and the only reason that he even is a three star, which by the way, he's a borderline four. If you actually look, he, at the he was a four on uh on three. I'm pretty sure, but I'll, we, we I would have to check that, but not a hundred percent sure. But simply, it's just the fact that, and this is just from my personal experience when I went to some schools down in areas of pace, um, is that they don't like to give too many four stars and fives to like the same schools, and I know that's a bit of more of a theory than it is fact. But I will say that if he went to another school, there's a better likely chance he is a four star. But regardless of stars, it is to say that I think this is just a sleeper lineman based on his build and the fact that they're going to be not playing him much this year, which gives him more time to develop. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, just look at Pace Academy. Just go watch Pace Academy versus Woodward, one, to see how good this guy is. And two, Pace Academy's old head coach he now works for either virginia or clemson i'm not sure which one i keep i always forget he is a line of scrimmage specialist like that's how he came up coaching offensive and defensive mm-hmm. linemen and pace academy has cranked him out at a higher rate than almost anyone else in the state of georgia has so just knowing that this guy comes from that background with elite coaching it really and watching his game versus woodward granted it's only it's the only game i've watched him play but it's also against the best team he probably played all season. If y'all don't know, Woodward is absolutely loaded on defense. All 11 of their starters from last year are probably going to go D1, like Power 5 D1. That's so why I say just knowing, knowing, knowing that he played against that level, played well against that team, makes me really feel good about what he's going to be able to accomplish against South Carolina. I would say, yeah, I would say he has uh... – I would say he'd be like a uh, for sure a two deep guy not to redshirt if we didn't go for if we didn't get Jackson Hughes in the portal and he Wait. hasn't done well in or South Carolina hasn't didn't get Jackson Hughes in the portal and has done a good job with him in the offseason so far. And Mark Anderson did a great job in the offseason. That's the only reason why I don't think he'll uh, get a lot of playing time this year. So Jackson, I'm gonna bring yes. up this guy. I just want you to go on a little rant about him because I think everyone that's in this call likes Pup Howard, but I think you're probably the highest person in the country on Pup Howard. Absolutely. So explain that for us. Okay, Pup Howard's probably uh, – he won't start – he's going to be like a Nick Amenori guy where uh, they they won't start him out instantly, but over time through the season, he'll be a starter and he will be a like freshman All-American like Amenori that was. He's a uh, fast linebacker. Uh, I'm pretty sure he weighs a lot more than 220 now. Uh, I'll check real quick. But uh, Pup Howard is a really talented guy. He's a hard hitter. And overall, I really like his progression. Yeah, he's 6'4", 240 now. He, he's already built weight in the, weight the team website. Yeah. So right. take about 10 pounds off of it. So he's 6'4", 230. Yeah. So basically, he's he's got he's done a lot of work in the offseason, and he looked uh, really decent uh, Like overall from what I heard. He, he's looked really good. And for sure on the 2D, he will see playing time this year. And the thing is, South Carolina runs a 4-2-5, meaning they need to have fast linebackers who tackle. Basically, that is exactly what Pup Howard is. This was a huge recruiting win over Florida, who needed a linebacker this 
cycle. I still don't know how South Carolina got him over Florida because it's from their own state. It's from Jacksonville, and they just dominated this. This was a huge get, and uh, Pup Howard is probably the guy, besides Marquis Anderson, he will probably get the most play time on the entire team. And Well, I take that back. Jalen Kilgore will, but Grayson Howard will will be by the end of the season. Him? Well, Jackson said he doesn't know how Florida missed on a recruit from Jacksonville. That probably brings up some PTSD for Florida fans as they constantly lose up, lose recruits from Jacksonville. Pretty much, if you're not from the state of Florida and you want a free and you don't want to compete with the other Florida schools for a recruit, go to Jacksonville. All the Florida schools struggle to recruiting in Jacksonville. That's True. a big place that Bama, Georgia, and Ohio State pull kids from. So it's nice to see that South Carolina got a recruiting win there, spreading out the town a little bit. But other than that, is there any pl- players that you like that we haven't brought up yet, Jackson? And uh, after you talk about uh, all those guys, uh, give us out the outro. Give us the outro, man. Oh, after I talk about the guys that I like, we give yeah. the outro? We still got a bit more time. You still keep talking. Okay, yeah. so a guy a guy I really like is Elijah Davis because South Carolina need, need a lot of defensive line uh, like depth and help. And Elijah Davis, he comes from JUCO. He was recruited by Tennessee, Alabama. He was not really a take by Alabama to the late cycle. A lot of people say Tennessee, uh, he, he didn't uh, – like up until the last visit, like Tennessee didn't like him for some reason. And Elijah Davis overall, I really like what he can do. And I saw him in the spring game, which you can't really judge anything off a of spring game, but he, he looks really good overall in the spring game. And overall, there's a lot of good things about him. And I think he'll see the field as like uh like a two deep guy. He'll he'll for sure be a two deep guy and he'll he'll get a lot of play time, like half like he'll he'll get a decent amount of play time. And I think uh, Elijah Davis will be a really like good impact player, like uh eventually. Uh, you have to realize he's from JUCO, so it'll take a little bit to get fully adjusted, uh, especially with academics. But uh, overall, he'll be there. And a guy I feel pretty strongly on besides him is Elijah Caldwell because uh, he's from. I I watched Elijah Caldwell. I I think uh, Justin Step has a young has like a slight stud in here because he does not have much work until he's like a really good receiver. I wanted I wanted Caldwell uh, uh, for South Carolina before like he even had an offer, which he got an offer in like January, so right before like he he had to sign, uh, like in February. So I think he's a really good guy. And uh, another guy I feel high on is uh, Kelton Anderson. He's a really fast guy. He could be a returner. He could be he could run a lot of things. And the final guy is Judge Collier because he he's an athletic freak. Uh, if you didn't know, South Carolina found him in a camp, just like they found DQ Smith and Nick Amanawari. They found them in their own camps uh, last season, and this is a this is an exact guy. He plays true corner, uh, nothing else. He plays corner. He has a decent film, but he really showed out in camps, just like as I said last year, Amanawari DQ, and he's six one. I I don't remember his weight. I'll pull it up in a few minutes, but. Overall, he's going to progress really well because of his athletic ability. He is really fast. He has a really, I think, uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, wingspan. Yeah, he has a super high wingspan. And overall, I really like what he could do. And I think he's that next, like, 
it might not be this year because you can't expect anything from you can't expect all that from a three star. But especially with a, a decent, besides like the first two corners, you really need a proven CB three so he could step up and be that guy if needed. So that's what all right, Jackson. How about you hit us with that outro? Unless anybody else has some thoughts on the South Carolina signing class. If nobody else has any thoughts, uh, one sec, let me pull up the. I mean, I could do it. I got this thing basically. Jason is implemented to me. You got uh, this, Luke. Yeah, appreciate it. Okay, so first off, Dubby, 10% off. Dane has absolutely abused this place, so clearly you know it's good. This guy's homeschooling. He still uses it all the time, so I advise you to go get some Dubby. On top of... Oh, well, bailed. That's unfortunate. On top of that, if you want some cool clothes, like... You know, some which by the way, we're doing a giveaway, but you know, nobody wants to talk about that. You should go definitely check it out. It's on the Instagram. But point is, if you want some cool clothes, go to Collegiate Traditions or On Field Apparel. Both pretty valued prices. Some of them are right now doing like a um a, a sale because summer and you know, no sports are going on. So go hit them up. And also, quick shout out to our writing team. Because we don't really get to do this often, the um, the outro. So I real quick wanted to shout out the writing staff that we have V2. It's one of our best. It's really impressive right now. There's literally two articles coming out every single day on the website. Go check it out at v2sportsnetwork.com. Because we got some really cool stuff coming out for y'all over the summer. Since we're lacking in sports except for you know MLB regular season and the closing of the College World Series, I advise you, go read some stuff. Your team is always posted at least once a week, so if you're an SEC fan, which obviously you are, go check it out. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, and good night from the V2 crew.